again we are back in the garden a beautiful garden but I would much rather be at the corner with you all in front of me and we worshiping and just enjoying the Lord and enjoying each other's company but who would have thought uh, 2021 would have this start where we back into lockdown where uh, we can no longer meet together and uh, so I miss you I am just am aware uh, that this is a, a tough time for many and we just pray for Costa in his uh, COVID diagnosis and we pray for full recovery we pray for health we pray uh, that um, Lorraine wouldn't get COVID, wouldn't catch it from him. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for Costa and we bless him. As I look at uh, the year ahead and 2021, uh, what's the Lord's plans and purposes for us? And we come up in February, 6th of February, Sarepta will be 50 years. And we were hoping that we would be having a be able to have a great celebration with people coming from uh, all over the country but uh, that is not going to happen and so uh, on the 7th of February Sunday the 7th our message will be we'll hopefully have Jonathan and Costa and uh, a few other people just talking a little bit bit about the Sarepta's history as I look at the history of Sarepta one of the foundations of Sarepta was uh, healing initially we started off this fellowship started off because uh, Dennis Norton was healed by a praying nurse Ramona who became uh, his wife a few years after that and from that healing a prayer meeting developed and uh, the prayer meeting increased and became a Bible study and now we have Sarepta today so as I look at the beginnings, one of the key cornerstones of the beginning is prayer. And uh, intercession is, uh, is, is, is a foundation stone on which Sarepta was built. So together with the elders and in uh, looking at what the, what the year looked ahead, this is even before uh, we started in all the lockdown, uh, we were wanting to take you on a journey of, of prayer. And I'm the first to admit that when it comes to prayer, it's uh, sometimes difficult, it's sometimes uh, hard. And when you call for a prayer meeting, you get uh, just the, the few faithful prayers. But I'm really sensing in, our, in, in my heart that the Lord is calling us much more to pray and, and to intercede. And especially as we are locked down and we're in our homes. And He's calling us to intercede for our nation. He's calling us to intercede for the church, for the church of Jesus, for the church in South Africa, for the church uh, in uh, the Upper Highway area, and for Sarepta Church. He's also called us to pray for our families and those that are far from you, interceding for them and, and crying out to God that He would draw them, because that's what He does. He's a faithful God. And so I think for the next uh, season, we are going to focus in and hone in 
on prayer and intercession. And uh, when we meet together, when we are allowed to, and I don't know whether that is three months, six months, or next year, that we will have all these individual prayer warriors which have been interceding and praying coming together and then we will just see an explosion of revival breaking out as we pray together. So even though it's quite challenging, I'm also at the same time really excited to see what God is going to do as you and I talk with God and as we walk with God and as we love Him with everything that we have and we all see our nation changed and our lives changed. I've got a story of some good news and some bad news. Ultimately, uh, the good news is that Jesus intercedes for you and I. That's uh, what he does for us. But the bad news is we need intercession because we're going to go into tricky waters and difficult times. And so we need him interceding for us. If we read in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25, this is what it says. This is about the high priest. This is about Jesus. Therefore Jesus is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. And then from the Passion Translation, so he is able to say fully from now throughout eternity, everyone who comes to God through him, because he lives to pray continually for them. Not only do we do have Jesus continually praying for us, interceding for us, uh, crying out for us in our situation where we find ourselves, we have the Holy Spirit doing the same thing. The Holy Spirit teaching us in, uh, in Romans 8, uh, around about 26, uh, where we, we're here with, with our groanings and uh, uh, we interceding uh, with the Holy Spirit. So this intercession thing is, is something amazing. When we look at the, look at the word and it says, uh, because he lives to pray continually for them. That is Jesus' uh, one of his most important things that he does today. He lives to continually pray for you and I. Let's take hope and heart from that. Let's take great encouragement from the fact that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus, that they are praying and they're praying to the Father. What, what for? That we would be conformed into the image of his Son. That we would look like Jesus. In Romans at least in uh, John, uh, in John chapter 17, we read uh, this amazing prayer that Jesus prays for his disciples on earth. And I think his prayer is continued in heaven. He's continually praying these things for us. Let's just have a look. I won't look at everything, but let's have a look at some of the things that Jesus is praying for you and I. He's praying to the Father, first of all, that the Father would keep us. That our salvation would be secure. That none of us would be lost. That our Father would keep us. He's praying to the Father that they will be one, even as we are one. So he's praying for oneness and not just, uh, just a, a haphazard unity. A unity which uh, is the same unity that the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit have. 
That's an incredible prayer that he's praying to, to us, for us. So he's praying that we would be one. He's also praying that you would keep them from the evil one. And so we do know, we do see in this world, we see uh, the prince of the power of this age uh, uh, wreaking havoc. We, we look at the world and we see uh, the meltdown of the world and we see violence. We see, as in the days of Noah, so is uh, the, the times that we are experiencing. And so Jesus is praying that uh, we would be kept from the evil one, that we would be able to stand this temptation and that we would not cave in and we would not give in because we're keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. He also prays that the Father would sanctify them by the truth, by the word. And so one of the things we need to be again in, in 2021, we need to feast on the, on the word of God. We need to let it be our real, our real food and that we feast on it daily and moment by moment and that it informs our mind thinking our thoughts our, our our emotions are governed not by what's happening around not by the circumstances but by uh, the word of god because the word of god is true and all these other things might uh, might fade away but the word of god remains true and every word uh, that jesus has spoken over your life and my life will come to pass and so the final thing from this prayer in, in uh, John 17 is that, uh, that the, the love which the Father has had for Jesus may be in us. That same love uh, that the Father had for Jesus would be in you and I. That we would love with that kind of love. And that Jesus would actually be in us. And that's what I've been on in the lockdown group in the last little while is that that our motivation our reason for getting up in the morning needs to be the love the love that god has for us the love that we have for him and that we would be just overwhelmed by that love and we would return that love and so we are called to pray we are called to intercede for our, our neighbors for our families for the church as i've already said in Genesis chapter 18, we see the story of, um, of uh, Sodom's and Gomorrah's destruction. And uh, somehow Abraham gets to hear about this and it's revealed to him. Uh, you know, he had this amazing relationship with the Father and it was all because he believed. It's, uh, we are saved because we believe. We have a relationship with, with the Father because we believe what the Son has done. And so he is a friend of God. And uh, out of concern uh, for Lot, Abraham uh, is worried because his, that's his family. That's his neighborhood. And he wants to save them. And so we have this ensuing conversation uh, between God and, and Abraham. Uh, it starts off with Abraham, first of all, firm, foremost, drawing near drawing near to god abraham stood before god in fact he stood in the presence of god 
And ultimately, effective intercession is a matter of you and I drawing near to God so that we can pray His heart. Praying with His heart is the key. How do we do this thing? How do we pray with the heart of God? Well, first of all, it's about drawing near to God. When we're in the presence of God, when we experience uh, Him and, and we look at uh, Isaiah 6 and we see uh, Isaiah being in the temple on the Lord's day and he's, he's at worship and he sees the Lord and he sees Him high and lifted up and he sees this... Uh, the Almighty God and he sees angels and seraphim and, 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 and angels with eyes all over and it's like a, an amazing story and, and he gets the heart of God in that, in, that, in that situation he gets the heart of God and so that's what we call to do we are called to find out what the heart of the Lord is and the heart of the Lord is revealed as we come into his presence with thanksgiving as we worship him as we focus in on Him. And it's all done and we all enter in it by the blood of the blood of the Lamb and by uh, just knowing that we, we are a forgiven people and you and I have boldness and confidence and we can enter His presence. And we can talk to Dad, we can talk to Abba Father about the things that are happening. And so this is what Abraham does and, and, and he's looking to, uh, first and foremost, to draw near he draws near and he chats with his, with his, with his heavenly father. And he, and he says this, and he says this on a number of times. Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you shall not the judge of of all the earth do what is just if i find at sodom 50 righteous in the city i will spare the whole place for their sake the lord said and so we we see it as it unfolds and it goes from 50 to 40 to 30 to 20 to 10 and there's a, a humility in in abraham as he beseeches his father he, he said, you know, uh, oh, let not the Lord be angry. Because he's like being persistent. He's a persistent interceder. He's interceding. And he gets it down and he said, eventually it is, if there are ten. If there are ten. And the sad thing about the story is that there weren't ten. And it was only Lot and a, and, a, and a few of them that were saved, a few of the direct family were saved, were, were taken out of the fire. And so the heart of Abraham was to intercede for the people of Sodom. It was not just for Lot. Yes, Lot would be saved and his family, his direct family would be saved. But other, if, if, if that was the case, he could have just quickly gone to, to, uh, to Lot and said, Look, I know that the Lord has said he's going to destroy these cities. Come. Come with me. But no, he was concerned about the lost. And sometimes we need to have that concern. As we intercede, 
And as we see what's happening and we see the rise of evil and we see uh, the corruption and we see uh, the mayhem and the violence and we, and we see uh, the wickedness rise, sometimes we, we think we want to call down fire from heaven as the disciples wanted to do when they were chatting with Jesus. And they want to call down the fire from heaven and destroy those two little towns. But we need to have a different spirit. We need to be praying and interceding for our neighborhoods, for the lost. Because once you and I were lost, once you and I needed a savior, once you and I were just doing our own thing, and somehow we found favor with the Lord, somehow the Lord interrupted your life and my life and saved us. He sent Jesus. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. Isn't that clear from John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he came to save. And you and I are part of that saving people. We have been saved. We have been blessed. Why? To be a blessing to others. To bring the good news. The good news that our sins, that your sins, that my sins can be forgiven. And so let's pray. Let's be a people who pray for the salvation of the lost. Let's pray for revival to break out in this time, in this pandemic time, in this 2021, with all uh, what's going on, with, with the hospitalization, with Suddenly now, lots of people you know have COVID. And uh, let's be praying for them. Some of them may die. Some of them may know, not know Jesus. And their blood could be on our lives. So let's be a people who, who intercede. Let be, let's be a people who share the good news, who share the gospel, who overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony in Jesus. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word to us today. I thank you that you love us. I thank you, Lord, you have called us to a, a ministry of intercession. It's not just for the few. We are all called to pray. We are all called to cry out for your intervention in our land. So we thank you, Lord. Amen.